Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey yo, what is going on? This room is already bumping. Thanks for being here. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today, guest shows the power of how diving deep down the NFT rabbit hole can literally change your life. He was one of the earliest community members of the Guttercat gang, and from the very beginning, he has been building community in that ecosystem. From starting the original GCG gathering place in conversations from the gutter, to becoming an official brand ambassador, to now starting his own show called the Midnight Munchies, he has immersed himself into the culture of NFTs and shows how building organically from the ground up in this ecosystem can truly change your life. One of my closest friends and now full-time NFTer, the one and only Dr. Leo DiCatrio. What is going on, Leo? Man, that was an introduction, and I feel like I need to take that for myself and put it in my pocket because, man, that was great. <laughs> Dude, you really, <laughs> I, I don't think people realize, we were just talking about in the pre-show, but um, for new people coming into this space, sometimes it can be so daunting walking in and being like, I have no idea what's going on. But you, and there's so many others just like you that have literally just gotten into the space this year and are just absolutely crushing it, not only with you know the trades and making money, but also you people realizing that this is more than just like a quick cash grab, quick investment. And that like the power of building in this space is really where it's at. And so I think that's something we talk a lot about on the show. And a big reason I wanted to have you on is to talk a little bit about that journey. But to start off, I always ask the same question. So the question is, chat about your journey into crypto and NFTs. I know you got in this year, but talk to us a little bit about how you kind of made your way over and uh, got started in this journey from the very beginning. All right. So... I mean, it's actually, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily like an, an interesting story, but so I came from the, so last year I traded like a lot of cardboard, like, you know, physical trading cards and stuff like that. Um, and so my buddy Lance, um, you know, he was like, yo, I've been doing top shot and I'm like, you know, what is top shot? And so he, he kind of breaks it down, explains it to me, stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Literally, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. You know, it doesn't make sense. How is anybody paying for these? You know, I was literally 100%. I was in the, you know, 60% of people that are like, this is a scam. You know, this is a joke. This makes no sense. This is never going to take off. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the point of this? And so I ended up buying... I want to say I ended up just finally giving it a shot. I bought some Top Shot packs and I started making some money. And I was actually, I was just literally in it for the money. I was like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to get a pack each time it drops. We're going to flip it. I was selling the moments for PayPal. Like literally, I was literally just selling moments for PayPal. (laughs) Um, And so then he starts telling me about Zed Run and I'm like, okay, digital horse racing. Like I'm a DGen. I can get into this. Mm -hmm. So, 
my first experience with actually like MetaMask, you know, bridging, you know, bridging Ethereum and all that, that was literally the worst experience of my entire life. Yeah, I, I it's, hated every second of it. <laughs> it is. It's like the most, the user interface is like one of the most daunting things because you just feel like you're getting prepped to, to have your money like stolen somehow. No, 100%. <laughs> and the thing is, the night that I was trying to buy a horse, I was just trying to buy a horse off the uh, the Zed Run. I think at that time it was like Matic OpenSea or whatever. Yo, I transferred money four times that night from my bank account. Because I kept I kept losing. I didn't have enough for gas or mm-hmm. the bridge or this or that. And, dude, I was playing with, like, pennies at this point. Like, literally, it was just, like, you know, whatever little money I had, I was putting into it just to see, you know, what was going on. Because, I mean, I, I've never, you know, definitely never been made of gold around here. So, you know, it was literally just, uh, you know, just throwing, throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. And so, you know, I finally got into that. And then um, I ended up getting a horse in one of their drops that ended up being really good. And um, I ended up selling it for like 0.75 ETH, I believe. Mm, nice. Um, I sold it. And what's funny is you can tell how like into, um, you know, fiat I still was. I sold half of it for PayPal and half of it for ETH because I, I sold it to a buddy that, you know, he's like, yeah, I'll send you half of it, PayPal, half of it, ETH, whatever. And so... Then I bought an ape, and that was like my real deal first, you know, like dive into the PFP, you know, section of NFTs and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just been a long time. It's just been a long time build, and there's been so many, you know, different things that I've learned along the way and stuff like that. So, you, you know, know, it's been an adventure, and I can't believe that I'm here right now. Hell, dude, what, probably eight months later? Yeah, it's it's insane, and and how quick you were able to build in the space is is really inspirational. Um, and in how you've gotten involved in the communities. One thing that stood out to me in that story, which is uh, really fascinating, I didn't realize that you actually had learned about the NFT space basically from friends in real life. Uh, and and that's uh that's something that seems a little crazy. It was uh, Lance. Do you know him in real life, or was it just like online through your card accounts that you were learning? Yeah, about no, it? that's exactly what it was. It was online through my card accounts. I actually just met Lance for the very first time in New York at okay. the uh, at the Gutter Cat, you know, meetup with the RSOP. So basically, your interest in cards is what kind of led you to this, is because people you had kind of a following on your doxed account prior, and now you're doxed again, so it doesn't really matter. But it's uh, you have like your trading card platform that you've been building up, and that's kind of what was your segue. People getting you, the community there that knew about you were able to kind of uh, transfer you over to the the NFT side of things. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I've known Lance for probably two or three years and, um, you know, he was big into cards and it was actually funny watching him grow, you know, in the card section of it, because I was the one that gave him the tips on, Hey, yo, you know, do things this way, make sure you don't, you know, it was kind of like I helped him there. Mm-hmm. And then when it came down to NFTs, you know, probably a year and a half later, you know, he was the one that kind of helped me get into it and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to see how, 
you know, my, my views and stuff like that on this stuff has changed. And, you know, it's just, it's been a journey, man. It really has. When would you say was the moment you like, um, like it wasn't all about just making money or you saw like the long-term potential, like when did that hit? I, it, I know it probably takes a little while. When did you finally realize like, this isn't, this stuff's never going away. Like this is just going to keep growing. I think it was probably, God, man, that's a tough one. Um, that conviction moment is important, right? No, I mean, 100% it is. And I, and you know what's funny is I think it was really probably, probably in June or July, mm-hmm. maybe. I think it was actually really when myself and Blackboard started combos from the gutter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where I was like, yo, this really has a shot in my opinion for me to be something just bigger than like a hobby. Like, you know, it really kind of has that shot to, you know, change my life, change others lives, you know, stuff like that. And that was kind of when I finally was just like, you know what, we're actually going to dedicate some time to this, put, put some, uh, put some real work in and see what happens. I absolutely love it. And I think just like the way that you were able to build conversations from the gutter with King Blackboard, I remember early on in the Discord, people were like, we should do a space, we should do a show, we should do something. And it was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Keep onboarding people. And you guys were the first ones to like give it a go and be like, yeah, let's do this. Like, let's uh, get on spaces. And now that show is, you know, like a legacy in the gutter cat gang world because it's been there from the very beginning um, with all the OGs that kind of were having that conversation. I still remember all of us talking about someone getting on spaces and like making people aware that we're not going to die and we're never going to go down, you know, we're never going to go down to zero. And uh, you guys were part of the, you know, a big part of building the gutter cat gang community. And so as you continue to build and do those shows, tell me a little bit about how, um, you know, that allowed you to meet more people and kind of form these relationships and the process of getting to like that conviction, like you said, is like, wow, like this is actually bigger when I'm in this space and growing and meeting people and seeing people tell me that I'm the reason they're buying a gutter cat gang. I'd love to hear kind of like what your thought process was when you were hearing stuff like that. I mean, honestly, it still blows my mind Um, when, you know, people like have came up to me in person, like in New York and stuff. And it's like, you know, you're you're the reason why I'm here. And it's like, yo, what? Like, it's so emotionally, like, when I heard that for the first time, it was like, yo, like, these people actually, like, care what I say. And it's kind of crazy because it's like, I'm not one of those people that in real life, like, I'm actually, when I'm not drinking Crown and Coke, <laughs> I'm actually very, like, quiet, very reserved, very laid back. You know, I'm not, um, I'm not too crazy in real life. Like, I'm actually really chill. But it's like on here, you know, I'm a little bit bolsterous and, you know, I get my opinion out there and I'm kind of loud sometimes. But it's like, you know, it's like I can be whatever I want to be, you know, because I have the platform like to, you know, I don't necessarily have to just be because I mean, let's be honest, man. If I was just a quiet guy, how many people would really care? You know, Mm -hmm. how many people would really tune in every week? They'd be like, oh, this guy, you know, he's really boring, yada, yada, yada. So it's like I've kind of molded my online personality to be just a little bit more, you know, just uptick you know just a little bit more with a little bit more energy and stuff like that but i mean it's just you know it's crazy honestly you know these people that you know just come up to me or they dm me like you know thank you so much for what you do and i'm like 
yo, I'm just a guy that talks, you know, like, and it's, it's one of those things that it's like, it's been hard for me to wrap my, my head around when it's like, you know, you, you've helped build the community and stuff like that. Cause it's like, I just, I can't believe it still, you know? Yeah, no, I, and I think that's a, the craziest thing to me too. in this whole experience is like, we talk about building organically and talk about like, uh, trying to build something bigger than us. And I mean, that's exactly what you and King Blackboard have been doing with that show. And it's really taken off. And I think one thing people forget is that when you guys started that show, it wasn't like hundreds of people coming every single time, you know, it's you, you just like the gutter cat gang has literally, um, grown with that show and people kind of tune in as they become a gutter cat gang member. And so what's it been like kind of being around to see the organic growth of not only the gutter cat gang, but also just like as a builder in the space and other people that are like, how do I get involved? What do I do? What, what do you, what's the biggest lessons you've learned about being kind of like a content creator that people now look up to and uh, admire in the space? What was it like from the very beginning though, when you first started? Um, very beginning, it was honestly, it was overwhelming. Uh, I never told KBB, but I was actually really overwhelmed. Um, you know, I just kept rolling with the punches. Um, it was just one of those things where it's like, yo, is this really happening? Like, are these people really listening to us? Like, you know, stuff like that. It's just like the, the self-doubt, because I'm one of those people that, dude, I'm not as positive as you. You know, I don't have like that glass, like full of just, you know, positivity and stuff like that. It's like. I'm more of a glass half empty guy. And it's like, you know, I've kind of, I've really been trying to change like my, you know, demeanor and nature in that stance. But it's like a lot of the times, you know, it was like, all right, so what kind of outlandish stuff can I say this week, Mm -hmm. you know, to push the envelope and get people talking? Well, you know, we had that little run in, we had that little episode, that little time. And, you know, it was like, yeah, that's not the way I should go all the time. So, you know, I kind of I kind of chilled with the whole, you know, let's get out there and let's let's add some shock value. You know, more <laughs> of just like a controlled like, all right, that's not the right way to do this. So, you know, <laughs> you know what I love, though, too, is like uh, you've you also it's funny being able to. I mean, I've been watching the show and listening to the conversation from the gutter from the beginning, like any of the other GCGOGs. And I think one thing that is so cool is to see um, the evolution of not only like the community that we're building, but also, like you said, like yourself and um, KBB and other people that have outlets just to kind of see how it's evolved in the like basically how we run our business because you know you start to realize at some point that you the following and that people actually listen and that people can get turned off from what we say and it's like damn like i didn't even like i didn't like you said like what i didn't even know people were really caring about the shit i said and so it is it's like a wake-up call when you have all of a sudden thousands of followers after you know not caring about anyone uh what you have to say and it's just like a it's it's weird because you all of a sudden feel like this this weight too to make sure you don't mess it up for other people and that you don't you know give anyone a bad light and and there is a lot of um responsibility that comes with like this following and it seems kind of a, as a topical point right now especially with all the drama around influencers and stuff but um 
as you've kind of seen your following growing and growing, what are some of the things that you feel like are the most important as like a content creator in the space to make sure that you capture? So, you know, I'm glad that you said that, you know, it's really like my thing was, I never expected, you know, I never expected people to give a damn what me of all people had to say. You know, I'm just a guy from Louisiana, you know, I'm just a family man, a father, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, I never expected people to care in any kind of community what I had to say. Um, but whenever it comes to like now, you know, I mean, my following, yeah, it's grown. It's It's been kind of wild to watch, but it's like, I think my biggest things right now, be genuine, be authentic, um, you know, don't be afraid to speak your mind. I mm -hmm. think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like, if you've got something you want to say and you say it, make sure you've got conviction about it. Say it with conviction, mm -hmm. you know, say it with your chest, you know, really just get behind it. Because, I mean, if you don't believe in the things that you say out of your own mouth, you know, how are you expecting other people to believe what you say? Hell yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just be transparent, man. You know, just if you're going to do this, do it the right way. Um, you know, because I mean, yeah, there's plenty of times where I could have just gone off the Richter, you know, and just kind of done things my own way. But it's like, you know, I've really honestly tried to stay true to, you know, my values and stuff like that, because yeah, I mean, it might sound like I'm just some loudmouth guy, but it's like, no, I really have, you know, values and stuff like that. And I really think, I really think that one late night space that, you know, we had that really got derailed and really was like a fucked up, you know, Twitter space. You know, it was like after that moment, it just kind of clicked with me. I'm like, yo, you know, I can't, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't, you know, just continue to rock this way. Like, I've kind of got to change up how how I handle business online and stuff like that. Because, I mean, you know, I am a member of the community. I am a quote unquote, one of the faces of the community and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I can't, you know, I can't get down like this. I can't rock like this anymore. You know, it's time to change things up and switch it up. So, you know, what I love is one thing is that you always do keep it 100 and you're always true to yourself, which I absolutely love and why I'm always so bullish on you. And it's not surprising to see the growth that you've had. Like you said, if you have if you have conviction about something, then you need to speak your mind because it's important to not feel like you're just going around with uh, what everyone else is doing. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with someone else like you and I as friends, we've, we have disagreements all the time, but I think yeah. one thing that's important too, is to recognize another thing that I feel like that you've really, um, kind of embodied over the last few months is just like empathy too, because one, you have to have conviction. Obviously you have to believe, but it's even harder to try to like still have respect for someone that disagrees with you and try to see where they're coming from. And I think that's something you've done amazing at in the last couple months that probably has helped your following too, because not everyone has to agree with each other 100% of the time. And it's important in this space to create a narrative that you don't have to agree with someone to still be their friend and still respect them. Oh, no, 100%. I think um, I, you're, you actually hit it, you know, right there. Um, because, you know, I used to really like if somebody disagreed with anything that I said, yo, I was the first one to be bullish and really just push back and be like, what do you mean you don't agree with what I say? You know, it's like, it was one of those things where it was like, I was really kind of, I mean, you, sometimes I'd get a little aggro with it, you know, I'd get a little aggressive because it's like, what do you mean you don't agree with what I say? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I said it for a reason, but you know, it's just, man, it's just, it's literally just a journey. You know, this literally whole thing has been such a journey, I guess, within myself more than anything. 
Um, because, you know, I mean, I wouldn't lie if I said at some points, you know, the, the notoriety, you know, went a little bit, little, went a little bit into my head and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I've been, you know, since really been grounded and it's like, I mean, you know, I'm here for, I'm here for the right reasons, you know? Yeah. And I think people have noticed that and see that. And I think it's awesome. And I think you've been killing it, especially ever since, like, I feel like as your friend, I saw the mindset shift and you change uh, after all, like, uh, after a lot of people were starting to talk badly about the gang and about the show. And it's like, wow, like seeing how you didn't just shut down and shut it all off after that and kind of like, turned like just decided to change and like challenge yourself was really inspiring um to kind of be on the sideline watching and huge props to you man for doing that because that's not easy ever to like like self-reflect especially as you get more of a platform it's easy to it's and you kind of see it right now with some of the drama going on it's it's hard to come out and be like you know what i did was wrong or what i'm doing is wrong and you never did that which i think is why people continue to respect you more and more and be like you know what that was this was an effed up situation i don't want that to be kind of how people look at me and i think that's a big deal and i think the people that really are going to be influential in a positive way in this space uh can self-reflect like like that and continue to grow um and so i just think that's that's amazing now i want to talk i want to pivot here for a second because obviously you got into the space you obviously are starting to get conviction you're getting excited uh you're starting to see you know the price points of a lot of your uh projects go up and you finally made the decision to just like just go full throttle and go full-time nft i'd love for you to talk about you know the risk what that like what that risk looked like why the decision to do that and kind of you know the process since of how that's been because i think a lot of people think about it and and uh they're they're not sure what the right uh solution is if it's time if it's not time so just talk a little bit about your journey about deciding to go full time into the space so i think and what's funny is that's the, it's still the craziest thing that you know i sit here and i do this full time now um my big thing was so i sold a alphabetty doodle for 5e um wow that's crazy and i've been thinking about you know hey how can i you know my big thing with things and it's not going to sound like it, it, i don't want to sound weird but it's like you know how can i monetize what i'm doing like that's my big thing when it comes to anything you know when how can how can i figure out a way to monetize my platform whether it be I used to, you know, stream Twitch and stuff like that, you know, how can I figure this out? Mm -hmm. And so I think my biggest thing was whenever I had that windfall from the alphabetic doodles, I actually was just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm cashing it to Fiat. We're going to ride it out the rest of the year and see what happens. Literally, that was my thought process. Boom. Yeah. Like, I was only just like, you know what? Let's throw, let's throw caution to the wind. You know, I've always been one of those people that, I mean, honestly, I've worked two jobs. Radimus could tell you, literally. I mean, I've worked two jobs since I was 20, 21. Um, you know, and it's just like I've always just done nothing but literally just worked myself to the ground. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's just, it's been really, I mean, I'm still going to not, I'm still not going to lie to anybody here right now. It's still weird waking up every morning and not having to go to work. Mm -hmm. It's actually still really weird. Um, 
because, you know, I just, that's what I'm so used to doing. But I mean, I literally, I was like, you know what, we're going to try this out. We're going to give this a chance. We're going to see what happens. Um, and we're going to see how I can take this, you know, further, how I can push the platform further, stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, it's just been a journey because literally, so I walked away from my job. I went from, you know, literally, I think it was Memorial or no, was the Memorial Day or Labor Day? It was Labor Day. I went from literally going home from Dallas because I went to, uh, I went and took my daughter to Dallas for her birthday. I came back and called my boss that Monday and I was like, Hey, I I have to step down. Mm. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know, I've got stuff going on now. You know, that was the week that we went to New York city for the uh, juggernaut drop. Mm-hmm. And then, two, you know, a week and a half later we had Vegas for gutter con. And, you know, I was doing all this stuff and it was like, you know, what is going on? Like, I think that was the biggest like tipping point for me. Like going to these IRL events and stuff like that, man, it is just, it was the craziest thing. Cause Dude, I'm just a small town guy. I've never, I haven't traveled since I was a kid. So it was just so, you know, I wouldn't, it was definitely overwhelming, but it was just so, you know, awesome to be able to do stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, you know, that was kind of, it's a perfect lead up. One thing that you said that I love is like you, you didn't just uh, decide to quit your job and like not have any source of income. I actually didn't know about your alphabetty sale that kind of allowed you to take this plunge and be able to kind of give you a cushion so you didn't have to worry. Um, And I've got to tell you, one thing that I still haven't done is move a lot of ETH at one point, like five to 10 ETH and just convert it to fiat. I just, I'm still living in this magic internet money world and I, I just, uh, I still haven't done it. And so what was it like actually seeing that hit your bank and be like, holy shit, I've got like money that I can live on now for like the next so, six months. I love that you said that because I've literally, and I'll be completely open and candid here because I don't care. Um, that was the first time in my life I had seen four accounts in my bank or four, four figures in my bank account and then five figures in my bank account. When I say I literally had nothing, I've literally had nothing for so long. Mm. You know, I've literally just worked my ass off just to get by for so long. And you know, that first time seeing, I think it ended up being like 14,000 when I transferred it. The first time seeing five figures in my bank account, I, I think I cried. I'm not even going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just one of those moments where it was like so overwhelming and it was like, holy shit, you know, like this is mine. I did this, you know, that type of thing. And it's just so, it was so powerful in that moment. And then, you know, so we finally get done doing all this traveling and now I'm here sitting at the house all day and it's like, yo, my, my mind and my body is so programmed to, you know, get up, go sling beer, go do this, go do that. Like, you know, my mind was so programmed to work. It's like, it has really taken me some months to just be like, okay, this is what I do now, you know? I think one thing that I just love about your story is that, you know, you your story is like the story of at least a thousand other people that have entered the space in the last five or six months. And, um, it's just a powerful thing when you see unemployment numbers going up, but then when you actually, if you were to look at data and like a lot of, obviously people are like, how are people not applying for new jobs or like, what is going on? And I think that this ecosystem has actually taken a lot of people out of the workforce because it's like given us power to do things and build and um, not have to like be the product uh, of 
of the system that we've worked in and uh, what what does it feel like just being able to like the pride and the the you know building something yourself and the followers and being able to um have a platform like these things that ne- we've never been able to do before what what is that how does it feel different than like the grinding? Because I'm the same way. I used to work, I used to drive Uber while I was also teaching while selling real estate. It's like we constantly are grinding and now we can focus on like what we actually care about. And it's not like we work less. We probably work just as much, but it doesn't feel like work anymore. So, so talk a little bit about how, even though, you know, we're not working in a, a traditional sense, how it feels different that we're able to build things that we actually enjoy and actually make more money doing it. You know, that's a, that's a good one because I mean, you know, that is still the thing because I mean, I swear to you, I wouldn't be kidding. I just want to go to this real quick. Like there's some days where I wake up and I'm like, yo, should I just like go apply for a job? Because literally it's like, you know, it's so ingrained in my head and it's just like, you know, should I just go apply for a job? Like it's, I feel like I'm doing nothing around here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like there's nothing going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's so... It's you know, weird. This is, I'm telling you, it's it's very weird, and it's actually still very hard to, you know, just come accustomed to because it's like, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, well, what am I doing today? You know, where is where is your next payday coming from? You know, that type of thing. But I know what I have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just, and I'll tell you what, it is actually different building and working in the space because you know I helped. Um, I'm helping. I'm on the um, the camp team with nfts anonymous yeah and it's like you know whenever i first started you know working with him and you know working with the team and stuff like that it's like okay so this is actually a lot more time consuming than you know originally thought because you know i would just play around on twitter twitter spaces stuff like that but actually being on like the back end of a project it's like okay i see where when people are like yo i've been up for 15 20 hours straight on the phone in meetings doing this doing that no that i mean that's dead ass that is legit a thing you know so it's just been it was definitely like a you know i definitely work more now i would say but it's not it doesn't feel like work Mm -hmm. at all honestly and and it's also it's like so much more enjoyable because it's like we're working with our friends or people we believe in or stuff we're passionate about as opposed to like like you said like slinging beers and like trying to make money for the man but and you know what's funny is I hate that though, and, and I hate that statement. You yeah, know? slaving for the man because it's like, you know, so many people you know are so negatively connotate like they have so many negative connotations when it comes to work. I've never thought of it as just like working for the man, like mm-hmm. you know, oh, you're gonna work for this person for the rest of your life. No, I'm not. <laughs> like honestly, when it comes you have to, to have that goal people, though, right? You have to have a no, bigger vision right. for yourself. You're right, but when it comes to working, it's like. Yo, I don't work for anybody but myself. Yeah, 100%. Regardless of whether I work for this company or this company or this company, I work for myself. Yeah, you know? that's that's a huge that's just something that I don't think everyone has that mindset of like this is a this is a means to an end. Like I'm I'm building here so that I can invest money somewhere else. Like if you right. if you never got into, you know, doing cuz for a while you were building your card business, right? But if you would have never been investing in that so you could flip and make money doing that and then you flip and make money to get into NFTs. If you never take that risk and learn from your mistakes and do this, then then you never get to this point where you're at where you never have 
allowed to work for anyone again. But I think a lot of people, especially with like a lack of financial literacy, with a lack of understanding that you don't have to work for someone your whole life. Like I do feel like that that is a mindset shift that people in, in the world need to have of like, I can like if I you need to start putting a little money to the side to invest in yourself because if you never do that and you're just focused on you know buying and going in debt and you never have like this platform to buy and invest in yourself you'll never get to that point where you don't have to work for someone uh in your life again no I mean you're you're 100 percent spot on there and you know what's funny is I've always been good with money because it's like I've always had so little of it <laughs> yeah um you know, I can actually laugh and joke and say that with a straight face, but it's like, that's the honest truth. Like I can, I can say that because I've never really, you know, just had money. And so it's like, you know, being able to, you know, take a chance on this stuff, you know, from selling cardboard, it was just, you know, it has been, it's been one hell of a ride. It's been one hell of a journey. Um, I literally could say this has been the greatest year of my life, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm 32, man. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been like the greatest year of my life with just all the stuff that's happened, you know, just all the adventures and stuff like that, man. It's just been, it's been just insane. No. And I've loved to see it, but I love that you've constantly been leaning in. You're like, you, you, uh, instead of like getting nervous or like looking at your, like the things that you've messed up on, you just keep going at it and every time you make a mistake you learn from it and then you like grind away and I think that's the thing that people don't realize sometimes is that when you're in this space you don't you don't you're not like a like a holy grail of gems that just never makes a mistake like you got there because you learned from your mistakes and so I'd love for you to talk about your bored ape experience and like that mistake to show people like like this is you you have to learn to like get to the point where you're able to inspire yeah, and you know, the biggest thing I want to preface before I get into that story, don't be afraid to make mistakes. We're all going to make them. We're all going to make them. We all make mistakes. You know, we either sell stuff too early or don't sell stuff too early, you know, stuff like that. And this space, you know, it's definitely it's definitely interesting. But the Bored Ape situation, hold on two seconds. The Bored Ape situation, so, you know, that was my first NFT. You know, I literally, I literally had funds in my MetaMask, and I was looking at these apes because, you know, everybody at the time when I had started following NFT people, you know, everybody had apes, and I'm like, yo, I want one of these, you know, I want one of these damn apes. They're pretty cool. Um, so I ended up buying an ape, and it had a Kami hat, a puffer vest, um, the hollow shades, and I think I'd spent pretty much all of the ETH that I'd had in my MetaMask wallet from that uh, horse sale, I'd spent all the ETH I had in my wallet on that ape, you know? And it was like, I'm, I'm going to just see where this goes. And so I was sitting there branding, you know, or trying to build behind the IP of that ape, mm-hmm. like I've built with the cat. Um, you know, that was going to be my thing. I was going to build the brand of, I think I'd named it Cornelius. Um, I was going to build behind the brain of that ape, but I ended up, um, I ended up listing it for sale because my big issue with the ape was the commie hat, you know? And it was like, you know, if I put this on like a t-shirt or if I put this on like this or this or this, you know, who the hell is going to want to rock a commie hat on anything that they own? You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) who's genuinely going to want to wear that? 
And so I have listed it on OpenSea, I think for like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.52, something like that. And because um, I think I bought it for like 0. 0.43. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I'll make a little profit off of yeah, it. Yeah, a couple hundred maybe bucks. Find, yeah, maybe I can find an ape that I, I, I mesh with more. But then somebody, I don't remember who it was, took the Kami hat and they had put a banana bushel over the Kami symbol. And it looked really cool. It looked neat. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to sell this thing because I do like it now. So I went to OpenSea and I went to delist the ape. Well, dude, I didn't know when you delisted the ape, you had to pay gas. Mm-hmm. I had no money in my MetaMask account to delist the ape, but I thought I had delisted it. Oh, yeah. And so, and so probably two hours later, I refreshed my Twitter, and the board ape bot was the very first thing I saw on my timeline, and it was my ape. I think that was when they had that big floor push to one. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, I was sitting there looking because my ape sold, and I was happy, but at the same time, I was sad. You know, I was like, yo, I really liked that ape. I liked the direction I was going with it. Shit. You know, what do I do now? I guess let's go back and try to find another one. And, yo, I looked through apes for, like, probably three or four hours, and I never just bought one. You know, because I wanted to find one that I could build IP around. Mm -hmm. And either the ones that I liked were a little bit more than what I had. You know, I didn't have just the money to throw into it. And stuff like that. And it was just, it was such like a, a crazy experience because I spent like the next couple of months, you know, really chasing apes. But it was like every time I'd get close, they'd double. Literally yeah, just like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, they went from 0. 0.5 to 0. 0.1, then from point or for, or not 0. 0.5 to 0. 0.1, 0. 0.5 to 1. And then they went like 1 to 2 to 3, like in an instant. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was like, it became unattainable for me. Yeah. It went, it got crazy, especially when they flipped the me bits. That was kind of a turning point at the back in the day. It was like, after that, it was like, okay, this, this shit's not connected to Larva Labs anymore. No one's comparing that. It's its own unique entity. And uh, people started really getting in. And then when the board ape. <laughs> kennel club was announced people were like oh shit like they're gonna keep giving adding value and that's when it was like it skyrocketed and uh i I love that story for a lot of reasons but the main thing i love about your story is that you literally went to delist it and you thought you delisted it and you ended up you actually didn't and your your whole experience in this space may be different today if that didn't if, if that would have actually gotten delisted. But at, at the end of the day, it was a learning experience and you could have given up. You could have been frustrated. You didn't, now you couldn't afford the ape, but instead you just like, you went and you looked for other communities where you could add value. You looked and found other, an IP that is amazing now that everyone knows the uh, Dr. Leo DiCatrio. And, um, one thing that I love is that you actually there's there was a few of us that were really branding IP in the gutter cat gang because the ape community that was like you said everyone was buying apes and that's actually why I sold my five too because I couldn't I just didn't like relate enough to any of the ones I had purchased but that was kind of our mentality back in June was like if we're gonna buy an ape better buy one that we can kind of brand around because it's our profile picture and then like that but that kind of shifted especially during in real life events and stuff like that and. So so, but I love that you just didn't give up. You can't. You constantly went back. You you used that lesson as a learning experience. You understood MetaMask better, gas fees, and uh, you just kept pushing through. And so, one thing that I love for you to talk about: one, if 
because of that, because you kept pushing through, you were able to continue to build an IP and a brand. And now look at where you're at is you're like one of the leaders in the gutter cat gang, which I still look at kind of as a blessing in this moment is like some of us OGs that branded our IP in the gutter cat gang. Like we're going to be remembered because uh, there were so many people doing it with the apes that it was hard to kind of stand out in that community. So I still, I still am like super proud of my gutter cat gang profile picture because we uh, we were some of the first to actually like really create brand around it. But another thing that's super cool is seeing like your adventure from this in real life or this like profile picture to being like, you know what, like I love these in real life events. I'm going to constantly be building in the space. I don't need to like hide behind it. And I think you've inspired a lot of people to talk to themselves in the process and not be afraid. I think, and we go back and forth because I, I'm going to stay doxxed for other reasons, but I'd love for you to talk about kind of, uh, one, the in real life events and how that just pushed your conviction to a whole new level in the space. And then two, deciding to kind of build a brand, not just around your profile picture, but then also to dox and kind of be able to do these Twitch streams and stuff like that that now so i'll be 100 percent honest with you the the gutter con event in miami like i'm not gonna lie i was so overwhelmed mentally because i met all these people for the first time and it was like yo leo yo this that other yo i was so overwhelmed like i actually like i don't really deal with anxiety like honestly like ever but honestly, I think I dealt with a bout of, you know, anxiety during that weekend because it was like, yo, all these people just keep coming up to me. And it's just like, you know, it was so overwhelming because I'm not like a real big people person, honestly. Like, I'm not. I'll tell you that straight up. I'm not a big people person. Like, I have a handful of friends in real life. You know, my best friend lives three and a half hours away um, now because he moved. But it's like, you know, I'm not a big people person. So, you know, when I went to Vegas, you know, and met all those people that first night, dude, I was so freaking overwhelmed. And it was just like, I just kept drinking and kept drinking because I was so just, it was a lot. You know, like since then, you know, I've kind of, I've gotten a little bit better about it. You know, hell, I've went to Vegas again. I've went to New York for NFT NYC. But it's just like, man, it was so overwhelming at GutterCon. It was just like, you know, am I sure I want to do this? Because literally, I mean, I was – that weekend was a wreck for me mentally because I didn't know if I wanted to keep doing it. You know, it was so overwhelming. But I kind of like sat down when I got home and kind of was just like, okay, so, you know, everything's all right, dude. You know, you don't have to – you know, you don't have to worry. You don't have to panic. You know, everything's cool. But it's like, you know, and I want, I want the biggest thing I want to preface off that is yeah sure these pfps they can be your brand but at the end of the day the biggest brand is who you are you are your biggest brand 100 percent. you know who you are as a person you are your biggest brand um and i think that's the big thing that i really just you know that's the big thing that i've really been pushing lately is you know yes my cat is my ip but i am my brand Mm -hmm. you know I, i i like to you know, be more open about who I am. And, you know, I've never been one to shy away from, you know, putting myself out there as far as who I actually am and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, that's just, that's, that's who I am. You know, I am me. So. Yeah. And you're able to connect with uh, your audience in a way that you, 
you probably feel like um, you know you can you can be more open. You can put you know little video streams up and kind of get to know people, and uh, it, you don't have to go to those in real life events to feel that connection as much at that point. Right. No, a hundred percent. You know, I think that was the biggest thing. Um, you know, I don't remember what it was. It was a couple of days ago. It might have been. It might have been over the weekend. You know, I actually preached. You know about you know people being their own brand and like three or four people dm me and they were like you know what you're 100 percent right i'm gonna put myself out there and you're the reason why and i'm like no 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 you know i didn't want it to be that way but it ended up being that way and it's just like so it's still so weird to me that people like you know like they really get behind the things that i say and it's just you know sometimes it's overwhelming like in a good way because it's like you know i don't mean for I didn't mean for that to, you know, do that, but it did. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. And sometimes people need, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. Like uh, the reason I keep myself non-docs is more because I want other people to be able to like encompass the ideas and values of crazy Carl and don't want to attach my, like my personal, them to attach my face to crazy Carl. But there's so many people out that do not have that kind of outlook on the space and kind of like this bigger vision that I have for what this this cat's going to be. And so I I think there are a lot of people that uh, need to not be afraid to dox, especially um, especially if you enjoy getting that face-to-face interaction like through Twitch or in real-life meetups, being able to know who the person is so you don't have to like go around looking at name tags like we did in New York because it was like we don't know who anyone is. So we're like going around trying to figure out who's who. And but there's there's definitely there's definitely a lot of power in being able to feel inspired to not hide behind a profile picture if you are comfortable with that. And I think inspiring people to do that, there's been like, I don't know if you agree with this, but just in like the last Maybe after NFT NYC, it felt like a huge transformation. Now there's a lot more people that found that confidence to go on and, you know, put their picture out there. And I think it's been inspiring, too, in a sense that you may not you don't have to post a picture of yourself every day, but it's it can be. Like, what did it feel like when you first uh, put your picture out there to, like, the NFT community after months of building, no one knowing what you looked like, and finally had doxxed yourself? It's got, it had to have felt a little bit liberating. Well, no, I'll be honest with you. Honestly, it was just kind of like I was at the point with, like, my platform where I'm just like, yo, I'm just going to do it. Because, like, I've never had an issue with, you know, being, you know, being me, like, I've never really, you know, had that issue where I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just going to kind of stay, you know, behind the scenes and stuff like that. Um, You know, I was just like, you know what, that's fine. Like, you know, I want to be known for more than just being a cat, you know, Mm. I want people to know who I am. Yeah. So, you know, because I don't want, I don't want there to ever be a doubt, you know, about who I am as a person too, because, you know, honestly, like, let's be 100% honest right now. You know, a lot of people hide behind these PFPs and, you know, just think they can get away with doing whatever they want, saying whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that's a big thing with me is it's like I'm convicted and I will say what I want to say, but I'll let you see who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to shy away from that. You know, I think it's a lot harder to build a platform if you 
don't dox. I do believe that it people, well, I don't know, because there's some of these uh, anons that have so many followers that just are ter- like have seemed like they have terrible ethics. But it's right. a lot harder to trust people that, you know, I think respect and building trust is a lot easier when someone has the confidence to not like hide, even if it's just like this, like with voice even, to come out and talk um, and be able to communicate and uh, build that respect because you have to build respect in this ecosystem. And if you don't have anything except your profile picture to go behind, it just takes longer. Like, And people look at your actions more than your words. No, you're 100% correct. And, you know, that's a big thing that I like to push people, like when they come in my Twitter spaces and stuff like that. Don't be afraid to come up and speak. hundred like, percent. You might have a little bit of anxiety, you know, you might, but I'm not there to judge you for how you sound or what you say. You know, I just want to hear, I just want to hear what you've got, like what's on your mind, stuff like that. Like I love pushing to get new people up on these stages, get new people to start talking because you got to understand all it takes is one time for somebody to get up on a stage with say, what do we got right now? About a hundred people in here mm-hmm. and start talking and boom, it clicks for them. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, they're off to the races running their own race. Yeah. You know, because they finally got comfortable in being, you know, who they are, you know, yeah. on this stage, you know? That's where the true inspiration, I think, comes from as an influencer, as a builder, is being able to encourage others and being able to use your platform to to realize that other people can create their own platform, that their voice is important. It's powerful to get up there and speak your mind. And, you know, I think that's another aspect of making sure that we don't belittle them for asking silly questions. And just last night you were doing that when people were like, is this dude trolling? You're like, no, this dude just really doesn't know the space. And I think if we encourage people to not be afraid to do that, you're right. It it just allows people to get the confidence. Maybe at first they just get up there and start asking questions. Eventually, maybe they're inspired to even show their face, Uh, but they don't have to if they just get more involved and actually be Come a closer, tight knit part of the community. And I think, um, if anything, I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed in the last few months are more people feeling confident to try to find the way that they can add value to the system, the ecosystem. Because when you, when you're actually busy building, time does fly by a lot faster than if you're just staring at OpenSea all day. No, you're 100%. You are 100% right there. And I love that you just brought that up because these people that get on Twitter, And they're like, you know, what is sleep in this space? No, stop. Get yourself some sleep. Like, try to sleep, you know, try to get rest. Because I'm telling you now, you'll burn yourself out and you won't want to do this anymore. Like, you know, make sure that you're getting rest. Because that's my big thing. Like, you know, I usually get off here, you know, one, two in the morning. And I try to get at least seven, eight hours of sleep. Like, I need that myself because, you know, it's like once you start doing this for long enough, the hours they add up, they would 100% add up. And, you know, sleep's one of those things. Exhaustion's one of those things you don't want to play with. Yeah. You know, I would definitely, you know, if you're new to this space and you're trying to figure it all out and you see these people that talk about they don't sleep, man, that shit's not healthy. Get some rest. (laughs) 
It's not, and I can tell you the times where I get super like like lately I've been on a tear with this uh some like some shitcoin projects, and I'm not getting as much sleep because I'm looking at charts um, all night. But I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one thing I think is really important is like I start to realize not only am I getting worn out, but then it affects you know my family, and it's just, it's just not healthy. Like you've got to find a way to disconnect, and it can be really hard in the space to do that, even if that's legal even your phone somewhere else or whatever it might be, because we've got to train ourselves now to, to play this like a long game. If, if we're going to make it. No, I, I agree a hundred percent with that. You know, you definitely, because I mean, 99% of this space, it's a mental game and it will, it'll, it'll chew you up and spit you out, you know, one wrong move. Everything and, uh, about investing is so psychological, and it, like you said at the beginning, at the at the end of the day, people originally get into the space to make money or because they see people making money, and it is a huge benefit and the reason we all got here. Um, but then at the end of the day, like you said, like you, if you're in here for that reason, you're going to probably learn uh, over time that there's so much more than just making money in this space, and that's kind of the magic part of it. But we've got to be able to sustain this and keep building this ecosystem up. And let me let me preface that real quick because you know it's funny as you said, you know, just investing in general. Let me tell you, I'm the world's worst actual investor when it came to stocks, any kind of coins, anything like that. Because, you know, I'd go buy a, you know, I'd go buy some stocks and I, I'd catch myself like every 15, 20 minutes, like checking the price. Like, and it's just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I had no discipline with that kind of stuff. Like, I think I bought Dogecoin like last year, you know, just bought some. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like, you know, let me check the price. Let me check the price. Do we have any movement? Am I making money? And it's like why yeah yeah like it's such a mental you know you're 100 right it's it's so mental and um you know it's just one of those things where it's like i was a terrible actual investor but you know this stuff now i just sit back and i'm like all right we're gonna figure it out and and once you have conviction and you stop looking at the charts it's like like i i don't know about you but once i was up like 100 percent or like 50 percent in something i was like all right well i'm up so I guess I don't really need to worry. It was a matter of convincing myself at that point, like like that was kind of where some of that conviction came in is like, okay, I really believe in this. So if I'm up, I don't need to sell. Or if I'm down and I really believe in this, I don't need to sell anymore. Just hold it through the dips because I believe in what I've actually invested in. And when you don't look at the chart every day, you hear about all these people that are stock traders and flippers, but I, I, I would put money on that's like 5%. And 95% of us that are successful really just stick and hold in what we believe in. And that's where we make the, the bulk of our money. No, 100%. I think that's been my biggest thing because it's like always, you know, especially when I was trading like penny stocks or stuff like that, as soon as I'd see a little bit of profit, yo, I'm pulling it out. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't sit on it, you know. I'd literally just pull it out. All right, we made some profit. You know, let's move on to the next thing. Um, this space has actually taught me a lot of patience when yeah. it comes to, you know, quote unquote, my portfolio and stuff like that. So yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to hear your story, especially with just like the quick turnaround that's happened. We're going to get into some questions now. So if you have a question for Dr. Leo, hit that request button and come up. I got to tell you, Dr. Leo, you had posted when you quote retweeted that this was going to be a train wreck or it was going to go well, and it's gone very well. So thank you for being up here and sharing your story, because I think a lot of people 
like you said, sometimes just hearing from people that are relatable is what people need to inspire them. And I think like being someone that is recent in the space, I think it's important to share more of our stories uh, from people that have been successful and what has been factored into that. And I just uh, appreciate you being up here, being vulnerable, always using your voice to help educate people. You know, what's funny is this is my first actual like, you know, Twitter space interview. Like, I think I had like a, I had an interview with Young Content last month at some point. And it was just like, that was the first time I'd been interviewed like ever in my life. And so it was like, you know, I did that on YouTube and I was so nervous. But it's like, you know, this time around, you know, being interviewed on Twitter spaces, I don't have to worry about a camera or my hands or anything like that. You know, it's like, I felt like I could just kind of relax, you know, open up, just be honest and just, you know, just, you know do what it do but no i think this actually has turned out to be a pretty good show so i'm actually kind of proud of myself and you know you always uh you always make me feel good so <laughs> you should be proud because you've you inspire a lot of people and you talk about that you've people have come up and said that and i i agree because i've gotten a few dms like that myself of like things that people said they they've done that they wouldn't have done before that they're learning so much and it's like wow like, I just do this because I enjoy it, and I'm hoping people find value yeah. from it. But at the end of the day, when you're able to, like, really share your story and inspire someone, that's what that's what changes this whole ecosystem to bring more people in. So, no, 100%. I agree. All right. I'm going to start bringing people up. Let's ask one more question before I do this, because I do want you to tell me what um, the biggest joy and the biggest uh, downfall or pitfall has been of building in this ecosystem. What's the what's the one thing that's been the best and the worst? Oh, shit. God, dog. This is a tough question. <laughs> um, God, dog. Um, you know, honestly, just the friendships that I've made in this journey, 100% is the best. Because I literally say this all the time, and people take it with a grain of salt. But literally, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, God, please don't take this as gospel. If this all went to zero tomorrow, I'd be okay because of the friends I made. Mm-hmm. You know, and that can sound corny. That can sound cheesy. I don't care. But honestly, in my opinion, if it goes to zero tomorrow, I'll be okay because I'll be happy with, you know, meeting people like you, Blackboard, stuff like that. You know, it's just like so many people that I've met in real life that I can say genuinely are friends now. You know, that's been, to me, that's that's what this is all about. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, it's about the money too. But at the end of the day, I think it's really more about the relationships that, you know, you can build in this space because you never know who that person you might be talking to behind that avatar is in real life. So, yeah. you know, I just think that's a, I think that's a big thing. Um, God, the worst thing. Um, honestly, just... I think I think the good and the bad behind having a voice, you know, is, you know, people listen to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, I've had some things that I've said or maybe some things that I've done like on Twitter. And it's, you know, you really just have to balance yourself. And I think that's a thing that, you know, you and I have talked about, um, you know, you and I have talked about that on the phone for hours. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, you know, people actually listen to the things that you say how you deliver them and stuff like that. And, you know, I've said some things on here that, you know, definitely weren't popular and definitely rubbed people the wrong way. And it was just like trying to figure out, you know, the, I guess like a happy medium. Yeah. Because I'm actually like a very raw person. 
Like, I don't really have, like, a filter, honestly. And so it's like, you know, just balancing that. I mean, it's honestly, it's been the toughest part of this whole thing, man. Honestly, it has, you know, and it's just like, I've had people come in my DMs and be like, yo, you know, you're a, you're an asshole. And it's like, I don't intentionally try to be an asshole. Yeah. I think it's just like my tone. I think it's the way that I say things, um, you know, and stuff like that. So, well, I think what I you, know, it's, it's like that double-edged sword. Like, I feel like your answer is the same, right? Like the best part is the community that we're building, uh, the people that get to know you for you, that you inspire. But then at the same time, like that pressure of, you know, someone can just walk in for the first time and hear how you say something and they can be turned off by it because they don't know who you are and they haven't gotten to know you. And I feel like any building in this space, you have to, that is one of the hardest things is because people will come and say negative things about you. And if you don't take time to really get to know someone and their character, it's very easy to throw rocks at them. But if you actually get to know them, like it's much harder because then it, it goes back to that empathy of like trying to understand someone before you just like start jumping on them no you are a hundred you're a hundred percent correct there all like, right you couldn't have said that any better let's get into some questions brother okay that's fine get your catnip and questions ready it's time for you to take the stage for another segment of community corner all right. We have um, a handful of people asking to come up, Dr. Leo. You're very popular. The people want to talk to you. So the first one we have up here is Vicky. Vicky, thanks for coming on stage. You are uh, an inspiration. I saw that you had doxed yourself as well before NFT NYC. Um, go ahead. Hi, Cole. Hi, Dr. Leo. Yeah, I'm fully doxed, but that's because I've been around for fucking years. So that's <laughs> everyone knows who I am. So, yeah, but it's funny, it doesn't get any, and Leo will appreciate this, it doesn't necessarily get any easier putting videos of yourself out there when you know that kind of you're being kind of judged. I think you just learn to handle it very differently. And NFT NYC for, for all of us was like a very surreal uh, experience um, that kind of will obviously be one of my long lasting memories. So my question for Dr. Leo is, um, obviously around this year has been amazing for, for all of us. What is your most fun moment uh, a moment in the last year where your sides have not stopped because i know there's been so many moments but where your sides have not started uh, hurting from laughter oh man <laughs> <laughs> oh that's actually a good one hold on <coughs> don't die <laughs> yeah no i'm actually still i'm actually still kind of getting over being sick um definitely gosh. don't die then gosh that's tough um there's been so many late night spaces that I've hosted that have just literally had me in tears from laughing so hard. Um, you know, it's just, I mean, just so many memories that I've made literally on this platform right here on Twitter spaces. Um, that has kind of been, that's kind of been like the, the most fun that I've had, but I mean, you know, IRL, I mean, hell, Every, I mean, NFT NYC was a whirlwind. I think the most fun that I had at NFT NYC, like, was actually after everybody was gone. Me and Buffet kind of hung out, and, you know, I saw that there was a UFC event and stuff like that. And so in 24 hours, we went to a UFC fight, a Giants game, and a Knicks game. Literally, all in the, all in the same 24-hour period. And it was just like, I think that has literally, like, been the – the magnum opus of my NFT journey because sports is my first passion. This is fun. 
you know so it's like just the balance there and just stuff like that it was amazing and a lot of people don't even know this but you had never traveled until and never flew on a plane um since what you were five years old until this year yeah no 100 percent um i'd never traveled like if i traveled i, I just drove mm-hmm. so no literally in september when i flew up to uh, nyc for the juggernaut drop that was the first time i'd gotten on a plane since I was a child and you know it was just so nerve-wracking like finding the gates doing this doing that thank god I never checked any luggage and I still haven't checked luggage <laughs> um you know just stuff like that it was so you know if I had to check luggage I swear to god I'd already missed five or six flights so you know it's just been cool to just I pack everything I got in a duffel bag and I'm ready to rock it's a. Uh, it's been kind of that's that was super inspiring to hear after that first trip, and then it's just like you're like the like the traveling man now. You're just like nonstop on the go since that day, and it's like the fact that one you don't even have like your full time in this space, so it's not like you have tons of money to like be going, but it just shows that the power of what you were able to cash out and being able to like explore and do things that you never did before because of the space uh, was pretty inspiring to me after hearing you hadn't traveled or flew in a plane until you were since you were five years old (laughs) yeah no for sure all right next we've got someone that's been super inspiring as well crime is up here crime one thing that inspired me is that you uh you you have that uh soft software dev mindset you you've got education you've really been grinding it out trying to learn about smart contracts and doing dev work and so uh i want to bring you up here on stage to one shout you out and two to be able to ask your question Oh, well, no need to shout me out, Carl. I, I'd like to shout you out, man. You've been a very uh, positive uh, sort of figure in the space and sort of following that. Also, uh, you know, Doc, who's the uh, main spotlight here. I just feel like you've kept it real this entire, like, tenure you've had here in NFT land. And uh, you haven't switched up, you know what I mean? Which I think is very fucking rare. Uh, you're able to, like, adapt and grow. Um, no, for sure. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate you. And uh, so my question is, so sort of keeping on that same sort of pulse, where do you see yourself in this space one year from now? Do you, I mean, do you feel like the landscape will change a lot, a little? You're just going to keep doing you? So, so real quick, actually, and I'm going to actually preface this. I actually saw this tweet come across a while ago, Carl. So I'm kind of going to front run you here. FFVV1211 actually asked, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years in this space? So I'm glad that y'all both actually asked that. Um, No, 100%, I see the space rapidly changing probably in the next year, whether that's good, bad, or where that goes, God only knows. Um, So I, I think definitely my big thing, honestly, the reason why I do these Twitter spaces, the reason why I'm now doing this show with Buffet, you know, which honestly, by the way, he's become one of my one of my best friends, you know, in this space, in real life and stuff like that. But it's like, I want to build like a media company, like, and it's so crazy because my buddy Ryan for years, Radimus, he's been like, yo, you're so passionate and so knowledgeable about sports. Why don't you start a podcast? And I've always been like, dude, that's stupid. Why would I do that? But now it's like, yo, here I am. And it's just media, media, media. I want to start a media company, I want to, you know, that's that's kind of like my passion here right now is starting a media company and stuff like that. So that's kind of that's kind of where I see myself in the next, you know, couple of years and stuff like that. That's awesome. So sort of like a barstool NFT version where you no, like, can talk God, sports. And... Look, 
talk shit. Inject that into my veins. Yeah. That and Pat McAfee, like, yo, between Barstool and Pat McAfee, just hook me up an IV and let's get it going. Manifest it, man. That's all it takes. You really, it is so funny how, like, really believing in yourself and just not giving up, keep doing it. When you fall, pick yourself up. It can uh, work wonders. I believe in you, dude. Thanks, Crime, for coming up. All right. NFT Anonymous is up here. He's been he's one guy that you've been uh, constantly building with in this space. So I had to bring him up to ask a question. What's going on, NFT Anonymous? Hey, what's going on, Carl? How you doing? Good. Thanks for coming up. Yeah, for sure. So I know that uh, Dr. Leo likes to take breaks from all of the NFT hysteria that we're focused on every day. So I wanted to ask him a non-NFT question. And just, you know, casually ask, what is your favorite time of the year for sports? Uh, right now. Um, literally October to October to December. Um, you get baseball playoffs. You get, you know, when the NFL and college football are really cranking it up. Um, you get the start of the NHL and NBA season. Like this, this time of the year right here is just my absolute favorite time of sports because it's like I can literally turn on my TV and watch three or four different sports. At I can literally go to my sports book and bet on anything like hockey, right? <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. You know, it's funny is last night I actually was my first time. So we just got sports betting in Louisiana and I went to the casino last night, had dinner, and then I went to the sports book and finally placed some bets. I bet on the Falcons like a dummy, bet some college basketball, bet some NBA. But the one parlay that hit last night was a hockey parlay. Who DGen bets on hockey in Louisiana? Me. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that part. The fact that you're doing it down in Louisiana. You're probably yes. going up to the, you know, the cage and they're like, or no, it's all electronic now, but it'd be yeah, funny. All, for, yeah, for sure. It would be funnier if you were going up to a cage and putting in your bets and they're like, the fuck is this <laughs> yeah no for sure hey nft anonymous thanks for doing that because uh leo talking about just nft in this space for an hour is a stretch so i'm glad we were able to break it up with that question Damn. for a second <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure no problem all right gutterville news is up here dr leo so watch out because uh this next one may be recorded uh, in the next gutterville gazette what's going on gutterville news <laughs> Why you always got to warn everybody like that, Carl? What's up, Dr. Leo? (laughs) What's going on, man? (laughs) Um, Well, hey, I I am looking forward to the next time we can write an article about about Dr. Leo other than than himself landing landing in jail. So uh, so, so I am looking looking for an opportunity to write about something like that. (laughs) No, absolutely. What's going on, man? Um, hey, so, so Leo, hey, the, uh, one of the, one of the things that I really noticed, like about you, like you, you were one of the first people I really like, like voices I really heard in the space. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that like you got, that you got DMs that were like, Hey, like you're, you're such an a-hole, like, why are you a jerk? Like, you know, you're some meat, like whatever, all this, because, because you are, you're, you're, you're real. And like, I kind of, I kind of aspire sometimes to be like as real as you are, because it's like a little bit against my nature. So I'm like always listening to whenever I get a chance to, to hear you talk because I just love that like raw real nature that you have and uh-huh. and don't I know you're not I know you're not going to but but don't don't change man don't change oh no I appreciate um, it. I really do but one of the, one of the things like early on when I was listening to you like like you were like 
you were on spaces like all the time. Like you were, you're out on deliveries, like, and, and you're on spaces, like you're loading like a truck. You're on yeah. spaces, you're up late at night, you're on spaces. And it's just like, I can't find, like, I've had this conversation with Carl, like, like I, I, I can't find that kind of time to be on, to be on spaces. It's, it's, it's tough for me to like multitask, to do that. Like what kept you coming back and like, just being like on spaces and, 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 and having that voice just constantly, 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 especially when like, again, like you're getting DMS that are like calling you an asshole. I mean, so, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I thrive when people call me an asshole. Like I thrive when I get those DMS because it's just like, yo, that means that me being me, whether you love it or hate it, it's working. Um, but no, it's funny that you asked that because literally like, so before I, before I quit, you know, my full-time job, I was selling beer. Like that was kind of, and it's so funny because that, that's what I always wanted to do. Like I wanted to get into actual boots on the ground sales. I didn't want to sell cars and stuff like that, you know, and that was like a, a goal of mine. And I got into sales and it was like, I worked in the country so, you know, I had like time in between stops and I had like small stops where I didn't really have to put a lot of attention and stuff into it. So I'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to fire up a Twitter space on the drive out there and I'm going to order beer on Twitter spaces because I enjoy talking to you guys more than I enjoy talking to these people out in the middle of nowhere. So, you know, and it's just like, I don't know, man. It's like when I find time, if I'm, you know, watching sports on the couch, like, boom, I'm going to fire up a Twitter space and talk about sports. I might get five people because it seems like NFT people only eat, sleep, and breathe NFTs, which, you know, I still feel like is super unhealthy, but it's like, yo, you know, definitely, it's just, it's fun, man. This stuff is fun. So it's very, and I'll tell you what, honestly, I think after, I think it was after NYC, like, you know, I definitely didn't host a Twitter space that week. And then last week I was sick. And it's just like, that's the first time in so long that, you know, I didn't host like a nightly or every other night Twitter space. It was kind of nice, but at the same time, it was like, I was really bored. Um, you know, I just like doing it because it's fun to me, you know, because you never know what you're going to get every single time you hop onto a Twitter space. So that's a that's, really, that's dope. I, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that comes through like, I, I, that's believable because that comes through every time that I hear you. Like it, it comes through and like, and, and you may, you may not know this, but like you, you and Kate, you and Blackboard, like in conversations from the gutter, like you were, you were a good, like inspiration. Like, I appreciate you guys because you were a good inspiration for like Gutterville news because like I looked around at people that were like doing something a little bit different that was specific to like a project that they really cared about, but wasn't necessarily all about that project. Like, yeah, sure. It was, it was related and used the characters and like, you know, some of the content was, but but that's not like what the entire conversation was around every single time, and like I just I just looked at that and I went these are these are these are guys that get it like these are these are these are people that that I want to be in the same community as like one of the reasons why I super like valued like you know putting together like a full set of Gutter Gang and then and then came up with a way to 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 personify that. So I I appreciate you, man. And you know what's funny is I appreciate you, but you know. The, the one that gets lost in the shuffle and, like, you know, he doesn't get enough flowers sometimes. But KBB, like, he honestly is the one that really pushed me to even do conversations from the gutter. Literally, he DM'd me one night and he's like, hey, let's let's do this. You know, let's start a podcast. Let's start a show um, and stuff like that. Because I was just like, dude, that kind of sounds stupid. But... <laughs> 
You know, and it's like those first couple of episodes, I was so nervous. But, yo, like our third episode in, like we had Des Bryant on and then we had like Andy Milanakis. And it's like, yo, what the hell is going on? Like (laughs) never in my life did I think I'd be sitting there having a conversation with Andy Milanakis, Des Bryant, you know, and any other people with, you know, that are quote unquote famous in the world, you know, having these conversations. And had it not been for Blackboard honestly pushing me in this space, pushing me to do this. I wouldn't be here. So, I mean, honestly, there's that. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's that's so funny to hear because, like, I remember listening. I think the first show that I heard, like, actually heard was the show, show before Death Bryant. So that would have been your second show. Yes. And and here I was thinking, like, oh, man, like, these guys have got to get got it together and they've got it going on. And, like, they've got this whole thing and, like, and, like, banners and graphics and, like, and they just sound like they're they're putting on a show. And here, like, I don't think I even knew at the time that that was probably that was only your second show. No, 100 percent. And that's the thing. Like, so many people just think, oh, these guys got it fucking together. No, no, we don't. It's everything's on the fly. Everything's yeah. on the fly. It's so much fun. <laughs> you know, I mean, Carl can tell you that from experience, too, like. All the stuff that we do, honestly, and and that's the thing with me. I think I work better on the fly. Like I don't, I don't necessarily need like a schedule, but if I have one, that's cool. But I'm kind of one of those people that it's like, yo, we're just gonna like do this and see what happens. Like that's always been my favorite thing to do. You know, it's funny because it's like friends inspire friends, like you're talking about, um, and then. But then once you get into it, too, you realize, like, no one, it's it's just like, it, it reminds me of when I first became a teacher, and I was like, oh, shit, none of my teachers knew what the hell they were doing. And it's like, oh, because now I'm a teacher. But once you're, like, in, you're a content creator, you're like, no other content creator knows what the hell they're doing. They're just making it up as they go. And you just got to learn on the fly and just keep trying to figure stuff out to get better. But it's so true. Uh, when you first get into anything, like, it's all learning. Like, there's such a high learning curve but the thing that makes it easier is knowing there's other people out there that are supporting you and that's why like these communities are so powerful is because you can find those people a lot easier than you used to uh, be able to find people that would like support your endeavors no absolutely you're you're spot on there again yeah, Metamori, uh, this is like, uh, he's like a longtime listener, one of my favorite people that listen to this show, but he's never come on stage. This is his first time, Leo, so this is a huge deal. Metamori, such so so honored to have you on stage. What's going on, man? What is up, fam? I uh, just want to say first and foremost, gang, gang. Gang, it's gang. Good to see y'all. You know, I'll be honest with y'all real quick. I just want to preface with that, Maury. I mm-hmm. actually, I heard gang, gang probably a thousand times in Vegas. And now when I hear gang gang, I kind of have like PTSD and I kind of cringe a little bit when I hear it because I heard it so many damn times in Vegas. And I think that might actually be the first time I've said that back to somebody since then. So you're you welcome. sounded you sounded scared, too, when you said well, it. So we got to build that confidence back up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I, I wanted to step up because uh, for, I mean, uh, Dr. Leo, mad respect for what you've been building and doing. Of course, Carl, love your show. You're awesome. It's it's an honor just to be up here with each of you legends. You guys are all great builders. Anonymous, Vicky, Crime, Gutterville. Each of you are contributing to the space in great ways and unique ways. And it's just awesome to be up here with each of you. And um, Doc, I wanted to just for fun as a as a fellow Cajun, I wanted to ask you about the the next GutterCon, the best location, if you were to recommend somewhere, where would it be and why would it be New Orleans? So literally, I have literally already had this conversation (laughs) 
with Gutter Dan. We need GutterCon during Mardi Gras. I've literally oh, already spoke this into yeah. existence. We need GutterCon New Orleans during Mardi Gras, even if it's not GutterCon, but a meetup for Mardi Gras. Uh, I'm actually going to push that in Miami. Um, so, you know, I think we got a little bit of time. Maybe we can plan that out. Maybe have a little New Orleans meetup, little Cajun style meetup. So, yeah, no, 100%. Oh, yeah. I've already pushed that. Do not, don't get, don't think for a second I haven't. So, no, Very we're going to really try to make that happen. Well, I love to hear it. And I, I hope that we all get to enjoy some, some daiquiris and a, and a crawfish boil sometime in the future together. I think it'd be amazing to. To Hell yeah, absolutely. Some southern, southern hospitality, and I know you'd be up for the challenge. Oh, no, for sure. Spot on. Let's make it happen. Hell yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to have to talk to Crazy Carla. This is one of our favorite spots is New Orleans, so we will definitely try and find a way to be there. That would be a blast. And I've never been no, there no, during sure. Mardi Gras, so it would be a oh, whole a new scene. world. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna speak it into existence right here. We've got to make that happen, even if it's not an official get together from the gang. We're gonna make it happen. We'll figure it out. Oh no, for sure. We'll still go down there. It's <laughs> fine. It's only a couple hours drive, so let's make it happen. Right yeah, on. Mardi Gras back on next year, and um, I'll I'll be there if I, uh, there's about a 99% chance that I'll be there if anybody wants to catch up at Mardi Gras. Let's go. Thank you, Matt Mori, for coming up here and uh, taking the stage today. Appreciate sharing the stage with you, man. All right, Master Chef is up here. Um, and Dr. Leo, I know I, we are running way uh, past time, but there are so many people requesting to come up, and I know you're a man of the people. So if we ever need to cut it, just let me know. But I have Master Chef up on stage, a longtime listener of the show, and definitely a big builder, uh, constantly getting involved in the space. What's going on, Master Chef? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Dr. Leo? What's going on, man? And by the way, Carl, you're good. I have nothing going on. I'm just eventually going to eat food, so All you're right. good. Sounds good. Hi, my question kind of comes from uh, what the last guy said. Um, what really uh, do you look forward to most next in, like, NFTs and stuff? Or, like, what drives you more for, like, projects, the more in-real-life stuff or, like, the metaverse stuff that they offer? So look, I, and, and you know, I'm glad that you asked me that, um, you know, IRL stuff, you know, and I want to preface this statement, actually. Um, if you haven't yet gone to any IRL meetup with any PFP profile that you have or any NFT project that you have, I would 100% encourage you to go and give it a try. Um, there's so much fun. There's so much to do. You know, it's such a, you know, community building experience, I guess I would say. Um, it really is a lot of fun. It will open your eyes up. And I would definitely, you know, 100% all for everybody experiencing that. But i tell you what, man, the metaverse is exciting because there's so many, like the metaverse is going to touch so many untapped, like people that could come into this space because, I mean, dude, there's so many people in this world that play video games and the next generation, like people that are young right now, you know, they've grown up with nothing but video games. And it's like the metaverse, like sandbox, sand, sandbox, sandbox. Um, you know, it takes inspiration from Roblox, Minecraft, stuff like that. You know, we've got kids nowadays that are, you know, in high school and stuff like that, that, you know, they grew up, that's all they were playing. And it's so, you know, that's like such a masterful thing because I really do think the metaverse 
you know, is really going to help hopefully push this space forward in the right direction. So, yeah, yeah. No, there, there's my answer with that. I'm pumped for the metaverse. It's going to be, it's going to take this thing to the next level. It's going to be strange too, because we're going to be like, like that's where you probably will be able to show your face or, you know, like Metamori is like the king of like these 3D avatars. You, you just be able to like interact oh, man, as your character. Yeah, and so I just can't wait for that to be like a constant thing is like we're all just interacting. It doesn't matter if you want to show your face or if you're an avatar or an anon. We're all just hanging out, getting to know each other in these like virtual worlds. I'm so bullish on these virtual worlds. It's like that's what and seeing the sandbox lot prices lately, I sold one of my lots that I bought like a long time ago for like half the price of two or three weeks ago talking about mistakes and then this whole funding round that they just had the price of these lots are like skyrocketing and it starts to make you, you know realize people are getting smart about the the virtual worlds you know what's funny is i want to talk about that you know i was looking at land when it was like 0.25 for a plot now you can't get a plot for under two eat no but it's, it's like insane. you know carl eventually our little twitter spaces and stuff we're not gonna be having them on twitter we're exactly. gonna be having them in the metaverse we're gonna have a studio you know in the metaverse and it's gonna be pretty badass yeah, and I think there will be a day where it's like cross-platform. Like I could be on here, but then also on I could be at the same time in a metaverse. And so, like, there's that's something that you're kind of doing with Twitch right now too. You can stream on Twitch, but people can watch on Twitter, and that's like next level stuff because it, then you're like breeding this culture where it doesn't matter what platform you're using, everyone can kind of meet and intersect together. And I think that's uh, once we get to that point where it's fluid enough to make it happen and uh and it doesn't feel like you know oh these guys are on twitch right now i I have to go over there once it gets to that point it's like oh bullish no you are you're 100 spot on all right we've got another person that is uh is i've seen in the audience a lot man dude you're inspiring people that have never come up on stage before today to come up and it's like super fun but your boy radimus is up here uh and uh radimus you can take it away man hey what's up man um i honestly don't have a lot of time i'm in the middle of doing an estimate um i just wanted to say i'm a big fan of uh everything you're doing carl and uh Cantrio, man, I'm just real proud of everything you've been able to do so far in this space. And uh, honestly, if I had more time, I'd say more, but I don't. So keep doing good, and I'll talk to you all later. I love that he comes in. This is literally my best friend that lives three and a half hours away. Um, you know, he bought that rap from me and stuff like that. Um, you know, no, literally, I mean, it's crazy because, you know, he's the one that was like, yo, you know, you need to do sports podcasts. You need to do this. You need to do that because, you know, he's always seen like the passion behind the scenes. Like he's seen the real Leo, a.k.a. Corey, because that's who I am. You know, I'm Corey first. But it's like, you know, he's always seen the real person. So, I mean, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end the show. You bridging not only the gap for people getting involved in the metaverse, but also bridging friends in real life into the space. That's when you know that that conviction is real, when you can try to convince and you can get people that, you know, like you said, when you were in the space initially, it was like, this is a scam. When you're able to convince people that it's not because of what you've been able to build and be from friends and family seeing that, that's when you know you have conviction, when other people in real life life start following.
following you into this world. And so mad props to you, man. Thank you for consistently building in this space. And I can't wait to see how you continue to blow up and grow. And I can't wait to uh, hang out with you in Miami. Oh, no, for sure. If, if you don't mind, I'm going to shamelessly plug my show real quick. Go for okay it. Yes. You. Yeah. Tell <laughs> everyone. Guys. Go, ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, everyone should definitely follow uh, Leo. And then I always end the show. I want you to, one, talk about every anything that you want to plug, uh, what you've got going on. Um, but, yeah, go ahead, man. The floor is yours. Yo, so I'm definitely, um, you know, I definitely want to preface first. Um, you know, I am on a team. You know, currently we do have a project out, the Camp NFT. Um, it's for, you know, pretty much anybody. It's a safe space away from all the bullshit that is the day in, day out toxicity that is the NFT space. You know, I mean, we definitely didn't touch on that today. But, you know, it's just like, you know, guys, if, if, if the space is getting to you, take a break. You know, take a break. Put your phone down. Log off. You know, don't let this don't let this consume you. Um I think that's a big thing because, you know, mental health is real, you know, you know, just take a break. Um, and then I also want to preface that with Midnight Munchies, myself and Buffet, every Monday, Wednesday and Friday night. We usually start about 1115 Eastern. Um, we're live on Twitch. We're live on YouTube. I usually stream it across my Twitter profile. Um, you know, it's just a hangout spot, late night hangout. Um, we get on there. We shoot the shit. We talk about anything. If anybody wants to come up and talk, you know, you're more than welcome to do so. Just because it's on those platforms doesn't mean you can't come up and have a voice. Um, we can shoot you links and stuff like that. But, no, you know, for sure, definitely tonight's going to be fun. We're going to talk about football for the weekend, probably run some Zed horses since I spent, you know, like .4 ETH on like six horses last night because I'm a D-Gen. Um, so, yeah, no, it's just it's going to be a good time. Um, you know, I appreciate you giving me the platform today to talk and, you know, can't wait to hang out in Miami and give you a big old hug. <laughs> Dude, and it's hopefully a, GM's down so that way you're buying me drinks. Yeah, we had a bet that GM, <laughs> the, the, the coin that got launched a week ago, if I'm down, I've got to buy this man drinks. But if I'm up, he's buying me some drinks. I hope I'm up and I'll probably <laughs> buy you a drink anyways because I'm so invested in this damn thing. It better yeah, go I'm, up. I'm probably going to buy you drinks anyways. So <laughs> but man, it's been an honor. It's a blast. Um, and honestly, this show is like, uh, I think it's been a couple weeks since I've had um, over a hundred people. And so um, now I, th I was wondering if this was going to be the peak of my show bringing you on. And now I think you may have to become a consistent guest. So this is a, this is a huge um a shock to me to be honest no 100 percent. i thought that you know this was definitely going to be your downhill from here moment <laughs> um you know i thought we might get maybe 25 to 30 people in here because i'm sure people do get tired of hearing me talk you know i get tired of hearing me talk to be honest <laughs> so you know it's just one of those things where it's like yeah i definitely thought you peaked and now you're on the downhill swing of it. But no, we're just, we're going to keep grinding. We're going to keep having fun. I love you, man. Yeah. Take care. I, you know, the other thing that I'll end with too is that you do a really good job on your spaces and in your community that when you're hosting to let other people really lead the conversation. And that's like a sign of a true leader because there's sometimes you really don't talk that much and you kind of let the people in your audience uh, come up and lead the conversation, which is just a sign of a good host. And so it, it has been nice, I'm sure, for a lot of people that listen to your show to get to hear your backstory, too, um, because you have a lot of people come and hang out in your spaces. So I'm glad they were able to finally get to hear the legend of Dr. Leo. 
because it's always what can Dr. Leo do for you? Not as what has Dr. Leo done lately. Kidman, <laughs> but yeah, no, for sure. All right. I just figured I'd leave that with a joke. Y'all have a good day. Carl, I love you. I love you too, brother. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.